everyone, and welcome down to episode number 56 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in downtown Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And that dude over there on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening on your device podcast style, uh, it's Cam Blake down in Hobart Town, Tasmania. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. You certainly butchered that one, didn't you? Oh, well, 56 in. Gets, I actually thought it was 55. It right I, I, when you said 56, I'm like, no, it's 55. And then what I, is I, it? I, Did I, I get it wrong? Or? No, no, that's no, right. It's 56. Oh. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I might have butchered the intro, but at least I got the number right. Yeah, yeah. And you, you remembered who you were and where you're from. So that's, that's yeah, always a positive. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. Thanks, my friend. That's the way. We're rocking the merch tonight. We are. I just realized that. I've got the hat on. It's getting a bit covered by the light there. Look. Nice. Down south. These All hats right. are going to become available soon. I don't know how Have they? Can they I put be. an order in for one, please? Oh, you got a hoodie, mate. What else do you want? I want a hat. I saw, I think. Uh, it's coming friend... into summer. That's why I'm not going to wear this in summer. Hey, you've also cleaned up from last week as well. You don't look like you've just been out in the woods for no, I a did. month. I did. Had... Yeah. My wonderful daughter Jeez. took That's took a... to me with the clippers. That's tight. That's a very Where... tight cut. Where would I be without her? Yes, where would we be at? Well, speaking of kids, today I spent today putting uh, a bike together and nice. a new basketball ring for Jamison together. Uh, needless, needless to say, I'm over putting things together. Um, um, has Jamison got a birthday? No, no. Uh, this this is how good of a parent we are. So uh, Autumn had a bike and she grew out of it in between birthdays. So uh, mm-hmm. we said, look, we'll get you one for your birthday, which is in December. And then we actually... That was last year, and we and we went to get one. Everything was sold out. We're like, all right, okay. And then it's Christmas, so that ruins everything. So now we finally got around to it, and when the weather's getting nice again, today she's like, "When am I getting my new bike?" And Lisa and I are like, "Oh yeah, we, we probably should get you the new bike." <laughs> so we went and got a new bike, and then nice. uh, yeah, so her bike's okay. And then Jamison's birthday's been, but the plastic um, basketball ring we had at the back melted in the sun the other day. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so it was just drooped over, and I thought, well, we better get him a proper did, one. So. Did you instantly have a forty-two degree day in Hobart? No, but the sun, the sun is hot down here. It burns and melts things. The sun's generally hot everywhere, but I know well, what you mean. Yeah, it's pretty hot here. But yes. um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing today. But apart from that, nice. Just, just uh, for those of you who have never yeah. tuned into the Down South Photo Show, this is not what we ban- we don't just banter about our lives normally. It's uh, it's all about. It. It is a it is a, a photography related show, and and to that end, thanks for everyone who's tuned in. We're fast approaching yet another milestone on the YouTube, uh, approaching <laughs> three hundred and fifty uh, subscribers is just around the corner. So we've, we've been we've been aiming for that for a while, haven't we? Three hundred and fifty. Well, apparently, um, like I, I think from what I can work out, at least half of you listening haven't subscribed. So uh, really, just get down there and. You know, just for us, just hit that little subscribe button. Why not? Yeah, tickle our bell. That's what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to, but it'd be nice if you did. And if you and, don't, that's fine too. And maybe we need to give a really good shout out to our podcast listeners because our podcast listeners keep putting us up in the charts yes. of, of most listened episodes yes. and shows and things like that. So yep. if, you're not, if you're on the YouTubes, as Brendan calls it, and mm-hmm. you can't be bothered subscribing, get on the podcasts. Mm-hmm. and subscribe to that one at least subscribe to something so then we know who's listening and <laughs> yeah you know. god damn it subscribe to something <laughs> subscribe to something <laughs> you know that's all we want we just we just need our ego stroked a little bit more occasionally we're not, we're not asking much are we occasionally um so let's delve into backgrounds cameron yes. you've just had a week in the tarkine region have. of tasmania and again for those listeners 
who don't know where that is, where where can they find that? Uh, the Tarkine is in the northwest corner of Tasmania. Uh, it's a very, very unique, uh, mostly unprotected region of Tasmania that's got uh, cool temperate rainforest, uh, crazy coastlines like this, which is incredible for photography. Uh, some button grass plains in between, some beautiful natural rivers running through. So it's got a bit of everything. So, yeah, we just got back from there a couple of days ago. We had a wonderful group uh, of six people. Shout out to all those who came along who now will be subscribed and listening uh, because I beat it into them every day of the week that we're there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a really good time. I must admit this group, I said it before, but this group was probably the most quietest group I've ever had when, when we were setting up for shots. Like most times we set up shots and people are yapping away, you know, talking from one hill to the other. And this group just set up, went off their own little way and just enjoyed the peace and, and quiet of the Tarkon. So it was really nice. So uh, we had some beautiful forest times and some nice coastal times and we dodged all the rain. It was pretty dry up there. So Yeah, the, there was rain of biblical proportions. So you, you were a bit concerned about actually running the workshop at one point because of the roads were cut and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We thought we were going to not make it up there. Um, and then we drove there from Launceston. And it was literally like driving to an inland sea. Uh, for people that know Tassie around about Deloraine, Devonport Way, uh, it was really, really flooded. The mountains up above the back of Deloraine had 400 millimetres of rain. Just a, bit of a down, just a bit of a downpour. Yeah, that's so, a lot, isn't it? Yeah. But on the way back, weirdly, like five days later on the way back, it had all gone. All the water had gone. There was no evidence of any real flooding apart from a bit of debris yep. here and there. So, But it's crazy and, and yeah, not as crazy as what's going on in uh, Northern Victoria, that's a bit yeah, out of control. Yeah, I was just about to say, a bit of a shout out to anyone listening up around uh, the Murray, uh, Echuca, Shepparton, Rochester, um, yeah. kind of my old stomping ground. I'm a, originally a Golden Valley boy, so um, I know there's a there's a fair, fair few people facing a bit of hardship at the moment, so we're thinking of you, and uh, hopefully that water starts to uh, recede sooner rather than later, and all that rain that they're forecasting does not come. No. No. And if they're already subscribed, at least they can probably tune in when they need to and take their mind off what's going on around them for an hour or so. Well, but... Apparently, if you live in Kerrang, you're not going to get out of town for a week or so. So you might as well just bunker down and listen to some old episodes of the Down South Photo Show. I tell you what, we were at, up in uh, accommodation, the Tall Timbers up in Smithton. And I realised, because all the floods are on the breakfast, uh, we have breakfast buffet breakfast and the morning TV shows are going and it's all disaster, floods, the whole lot. Every time I do a Tarkon workshop, something is going on. So right. this time, you know, it was the floods. Uh, I think the last time it was Russia invading. The time before that was when COVID broke out. There was another time when there was a, a mass shooting or something like that. Like every time we sit down for breakfast at this body accommodation, there's there's the end of the world happening over there and we're sort of in the middle of nowhere. So well, I think you I think you better stop going to the Tarkon then. Well, not there until next May. Uh, okay. If, and May and August next year. For anyone that wants to come along, we have spots available. There's a plug um, for you. There's a plug. There'll be some link downstairs somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's uh, downstairs. That's right. I don't know. Um, below in the comments. Below in the comments. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy what's going on. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, shout out to all the people that are copying it at the moment. We just don't seem to get a break in Australia, do we? No, not really. Um, my background, if you mm, let's uh, talk something happy. Well, I'm looking for something to cover up my camera. So hey, there we go. Oy. I could have uh, covered mine up this time. Look. No, I couldn't have. No, oh, you yes. couldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could have just. Yeah. just. Uh, so my background is uh, these are the steps at 9W in Ocean Grove, where I live. This is literally my backyard. I don't know if I've probably had 
background similar to this before, but um, the reason I keep putting this one up is because it's my absolute go-to uh, local shot for shooting uh, the beach and stuff like that. And there, I'll put myself back on the screen. Um, yeah, so if I'm ever sort of got the old photographer's block and yeah. I want to go out and shoot the sunset, this is my the spot that I can head to quickly. It's literally three minutes from my house. It's sort of halfway between my shop and my house, so it's uh, it's always a good spot. And now this time of year, uh, now that daylight savings has kicked in on the eastern seaboard, um, it means I can get yeah. there with plenty of time at the moment as well. But uh, all all along the coast, along the Ballerine Peninsula, are little walkways and steps down to the beach because it's quite steep down onto the beach. So they make for fantastic photos. So uh, do yourselves you ever, a favour. Have you ever thought of just being a complete dick and go along? <laughs> Often. Often. <laughs> and, and go along and change all those 9W signs. Just go take mm -hmm. them all down and go mix it. Has anyone ever done that as a prank? It's actually funny you should say that because uh, there was someone did it. I think it was a schoolies prank. A couple yeah, of kids. it's got to be schoolies. I was thinking that. And they got themselves into quite a bit of trouble because oh, it's all for surf life saving, isn't it? Correct. It's all for surf yeah. life saving and for ambulance Victoria and stuff like that. So Oops. they they know where. Yeah. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you you said you're at seven W. You're actually at fourteen W. Whoops, yeah, Daisy. Whoops, Daisy. Yeah. So oh, apparently... don't 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 take any of my advice for pranks, okay. guys. Because <laughs> yeah, we we won't be doing that. No. Um. So this week, Cam, as we've already touched on, you've been to the Tarkon. What else has been have... going on with your photography uh, exploits what's been going on well, apart from the tarkine i'm sort of chilling out now so yes. i've got a, a bit of a week off before our next little trip but um come home i find you, you're probably the same like when you went to new zealand you came back and it's just it's just full-on emails and everything going on yeah. so yeah um that's what it's like for me even though i'm on you know i'm on a workshop i can still answer some emails and talk to you or do whatever you know with mates and stuff like that but you don't really tune into much business stuff until you get back so when i get back it's just bedlam so yeah, uh, we had a public. We got a public holiday here today in Tassie. It's Hobart Show Day. Right. Never been to the show. Uh, apparently, it's when you're meant to plant your tomatoes. It's the best time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's related to. Seriously, um, people tuning in tonight for the first time. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't worry. We've got a, we've got a doozy of a topic. It's oh, very, it's very, it's very photography um, related. And but um, yeah, we've got, it, we had a public holiday. So it is the season for public holidays, isn't it? Because we had we had one for the. The most ridiculous public holiday in Victoria is the one prior to the grand final. Yes, and I and I'm a footy nut, and I still think it's ridiculous that we get it a day be, off. It should that. be the Monday, shouldn't it? Well, it just should just not be. Um, and then yesterday, locally, we had the Geelong Cup public holiday, so mm. everything was shut yesterday. So how did uh, how did race six horse two go? <laughs> not well. I think it's oh, still running. It's still going, um, is it? The, the I, ambulance beat at home, mate. I, th I think he might be in a tin of dog food now. <laughs> mm. um, no, that was not. That was not a great call. But never mind. That's okay. I'm sure you just pluck those it. numbers out of your behind. I did as I was driving home. But um, <laughs> yeah. So what's going on for me now? I'm not much. Just chilling out. So yeah. Um, going through a fair few images from the Tarkine to put up, and uh, yeah, just chilling out, getting a bit of stuff done around the house, and. Um, up for next time. Can I can I bring up a topic that's not on the script? Oh, here we go. Your friend and mine, who I've never officially met, but your good mate Tom Putt. I, have you seen uh, Pom Tut? Have you seen Pom. the uh, the new angle he's taking on releasing his images? No, I haven't seen this. Please do enlighten me. Well, <laughs> he's, he, no, he no, this is legit. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the exact timing, but he what he's. What from what I could ascertain was he's only going to release images once a year. Oh yes, sorry, yes I do you know. You do about know this. about this. Yeah, we've had a chat about this. Yes. Okay. 
um yeah so interesting very it's good i like it something different yeah um so yeah we've had a chat about this a few times tom and i and actually the very first time him and i sat down and had any sort of real conversation was at bfop in 2019 and we had a similar conversation that is and we've had that conversation what's the point of doing all this Hmm. all these photos we do if if we're not going to do anything about it and him and i and you and others i know are all getting a bit sick of all this you know mass sharing and all these platforms where it's just flooded flooded with images and your images just get lost so if you're trying to sort of make a bit of a name for yourself or get your work out there or be recognized as something a bit different than everyone else then posting every day or posting every week or sharing every week just you just get lost in the mass so i think what tom's trying to do is you know make it a bit more exclusive and make it a bit more you know unique that the images he share are maybe only once a year or you know, a big exhibition once a year where you get to see what he's been up to. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll stick to it. I think he'll get his ego will get in the way, and he'll want to keep sharing online. I like the idea, though. I mean, when, yeah, you, when you think about yeah. it, like you can shoot for eleven months mm. and then basically sit down and just pick the eyes out of it yeah. and say, I don't know how many images he's planning on releasing, but say it was 35, 40 images. Yeah, um, you really are releasing the best of the best. Because I know, like, when I go, like, when I went to New Zealand, for example, you know, you start looking, you go, oh, well, which images will I share? And I actually shared a couple through my business as well, even though it's New Zealand, it's not really relative. But yeah. um, it's like, okay, well, that that's a great image because it's a great photo. photo. And then you start going, I th- generally, when you go away, you'll come back with one or two bangers, like they're they're the shot right yeah and then you and then it's sort of it drops and you go oh well do i post that one or do i not whereas what tom's going to do is he'll have as i say probably 11 months of shooting and yeah. it'll just all be absolutely well no pressure tom but it'll be it'll, it'll be all good stuff i would have thought yeah perhaps we could get tom on the show to tell us about his idea sure Let's call him up right now live, see if he'll come up. No, we won't do that. He's in WA at the moment. I reckon if we are, as much as I'm reluctant to get him on the show, yeah. um, he could be interesting to have on the show. So oh, I think so. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like the idea and, and I've toyed with the idea of doing something similar where, you know, maybe release one image a month or whatever it may be. Um, there, there is a little bit of that FOMO where fear of missing out, where if you don't post online regularly, you might just sort of fall away into the abyss of no one. Yeah. Um, but I think Tom's at a point where he's successful enough with his name and brand that he can sort of pull that off, I reckon, where he can get away with not putting too much on social media at all in regards to new images and then putting it at the gallery that he has or putting an exhibition on. So mm. uh, good luck to him. I think it's great. Um, we, we had this conversation around like the legends like Peter Dombrovskis and uh, there's another few down here, Rob Blakers, uh, you know, things like Ken Duncan, where they just put out a calendar every year and that was it. I think that's where we sort of got started with that conversation. But Tom's, mm. as Tom does, he's just taking it a bit further than normal. No, that's good. It's, it's good. good. Push, push the envelope. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll tell you what we should do. We should get him on the show after we do the Franklin River because he's coming down the Franklin River. I reckon we should have him Which on the is show soon, up. yeah? Uh, November 11, we go down. Okay. Nice. So we'll, maybe we'll have him in the episode after we get back and if we're still talking <laughs> after sitting in a rough. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting topic. Um, yep. I don't know. Would you ever do that? Um, pre- uh, maybe, but I think for me, because I've got the two shops, uh, I like to change, you know, yeah. what's on display quite regularly because otherwise people just, they get jaded with it and it's like, oh, I've seen that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'd be an interesting way to do it. I, it depends on how many photos I would release. Like if I was releasing 
80 images, for example, well, that's more than enough. I mean, that's a whole yeah. portfolio in itself. So yeah. probably wouldn't be that many. I, mean, I, th- I think right now, if I was if I was honest with myself, my portfolio contains 250 photos. Right. And I think what, what happens is new ones come in at the top and ones that aren't doing so well fall off the bottom. Yeah. So it is a sort of rotating thing. I, I reckon I reckon I've got 250 images that I and and I'd say of that, I'd say I've got 50 that sell regularly. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a lot, is it, when you think about it? Like that's after yeah. near on 20 year career of, of of photography. So yeah, it's a it's a really tricky one as well. And just thinking a bit further, even though you raised this topic, I think it's great, but um just thinking a bit further about people that are starting out in landscape photography, like everyone we've spoken about how everyone likes, you know, the endorphin hit on Instagram where you get a bit of a, an ego yeah. boost and stuff like that. And that, that's great. But I think underlyingly, I think everyone just wants to get their work out there. And I'm sure there's people that are listening to the show that would love to be doing what, you know, you and I do like either run a shop or run workshops or, or like others like us, but it's a very big step to how, how you get yourself out there and yeah. get recognized and how you get your work recognized. And then from there, it's stepping stones to, to getting well-known and, and better known, but you've got to be doing the online stuff to do that so yeah. to sort of put it out there to a newbie saying hey if you want to get recognized as a landscape photographer don't post anything for 12 months that's <laughs> not it's not going to work so it's not going to work for a beginner no or no, for, for someone no. starting out no yeah so i i still i would still encourage people to, to share um my advice and this is where our friend chelsea who's a bit of a marketing guru with social media um you know picking the right image that tells a story picking a store, an image that can really sort of open conversation with the comments and engagement and things like that. That's the secret to it. If you're just sharing every shot every day that you've done, um, you know, I think you'll find that the engagement isn't as big as it should be. So try and find those real jaw dropping images that people want to talk to you about. And I think that'll help uh, build things online. There's, been, yeah, there's, a, right. there's a tip for the week, but no, I've like another tip. Anyway, coming up later on. No, exactly. Yeah. I know it's, it is interesting stuff because it's, it's like, it, it, I think what Tom's going to do is he's going to he's going to it may even hone his craft like it might even you know force him to yes. to be even better which sounds weird because every time you go out and take photos you're probably always looking for your best photo but I think if you've yeah. got an ex, even extra bit of motivation yeah where you, where you know that in you know 6 months time I need this many images yeah yeah no it's it's cool I like it I think I, I think I think what also has works for Tom and and I'm finding myself doing it a bit in a different, slight, slightly different way. But when he when he does a book, like he has a purpose to go and shoot for that book, yeah. And that 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 sort of drives his focus on doing that. I, I do it a bit differently. That when I'm out shooting, I look for little stories where I am. So you know, if it's the rocks behind me or a forest, like I sort of think of a little bit of a story as I'm walking through there or how I'm feeling, and that's what I sort of shoot the story of the shot around, and that's how I sort of promote it with a title and and bit of a backstory for that. So there's different ways you can do it, but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see how he goes i think yeah we'll get him yeah. on and have a chat see i don't i've never i've never taken photos like that i don't i don't see myself as a storyteller mm. as more of an image maker if that makes yeah. sense like you know i'm always looking for the the right the composition that that gets people to stop yeah and and wow you know and which i guess we all are but It'd be interesting if I if we did more video work, for example, and then you have to actually become a storyteller that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's this is a, this is off topic, and it's yeah for a whole other podcast. So yeah, for those just tuning in, we don't usually go off script because we don't have one. 
That's right. Uh, speaking of script, our main topic for discussion tonight. Uh, now, yeah. Cam Cam was driving back from the Tarkine on Tuesday, and uh, he sent me a little voice message. Are you going to replay um, that voice message? Uh, no, because I don't have enough bleep buttons. But um, <laughs> it it was along the lines of, what the hell is up with back button autofocus? And uh, for those of you who don't know what back button autofocus is, you can basically reprogram uh, the back button next to your thumb. Uh, you got a camera handy, Cam? Can we show anyone? <laughs> any I, I actually don't have. We one should be handy. more prepared. But uh, yeah. it's the it's it's normally the AF button or the autofocus lock button on the back of your camera. Yes. And you can reprogram that to be your actual focus button. So instead of half pressing on the shutter button to get focus, you actually use your thumb and you press on the button there and that focuses. Now, it was funny. It was actually quite coincidental that Cam brought it up because that very day in my shop, I had a guy come in and he wanted me to clean the sensor on his Sony a7 III uh he had a really good kit cam he had some no heist lenses um and uh i've taken i've done the sensor i've done the firmware upgrade i've put it all back together and i'm going to try and take photos i'm like uh oh this is not focusing and i'm looking as mm. everything's set and like what if I, yeah yeah okay and it didn't dawn on me for a few minutes and i was about to ring the guy and say uh was this thing focusing or I, and I'm then broken i broke camera and then i went ah of course, and push the back button and it and it focused. So aside from that being painful, there's a few other reasons why uh, we probably don't sort of get it. But what do you think, Cam? I, I don't know, but it, it does my nuts in. I tell you what, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I understand how it works. I get the concept behind back button focusing. So there's a button in the back that pretty much takes over from your half press. So your half press is what locks your autofocus in and, you know, everything else. But the back button focus does the same thing. So you press the back button focus with your thumb and you lock, your, your focus is locked in and you're good to go anywhere you like and point wherever you want. And then when you're ready, you press the button all the way and the half press is disabled. So it doesn't actually try and refocus and it just does a full photo. But I don't get why people are doing it with landscape photography. I understand maybe the concept around sport maybe or you know, maybe doing something like portraits or something like that where the distance is fairly similar or you're chasing something through a viewfinder. But when you come to landscape photography, and, and I was the same on this, and this is where it comes from, this workshop, is a, I think almost everyone on this workshop was using back button focus. And I went to sort of help a few of them out and I went to press the button. I'm like, oh, not back button. Yeah, yeah, back button focusing. And if I had a dollar for every time someone said to me, oh, but that's the way you should be doing it, back button focusing, I, I wouldn't need to run a podcast because I'd be a millionaire. Um, but I, I just don't get it. Like, to me, and I've heard all the reasoning behind it, um, and I still don't get it. And you know, someone someone said, "Oh, now it's easier than pressing it halfway because the set the shutters can be quite sensitive." I'm like, mm -hmm. "All right, maybe, yeah, but you know, that's something you probably just get used to." Um, I find that if I have tried it, if my camera's up to my eye and I use you my can't right fit eye, your thumb in there, the thumb won't fit in behind. You yeah, got to move your thumb the same. in front of your eye, then you go bang. I, I don't get it. And then someone else said, oh, yeah, but it locks your focus. So if you're focusing, for example, if I'm focusing on this rock here, I can back button focus on there, recompose and press the button. I'm like, but you can do the same thing if you half press the button That's and right. remove there. Oh, but it's so much easier. I'm like, but it's two actions. It's two fingers or appendages. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. And we had this quite, not a robust discussion, but we're in the absolute arse end of nowhere in the Tarkine. We're on these rolling hills, not a person to be seen for thousands of miles. 
and we're all sitting up on this hill taking photos and everyone's using back button focus on a completely stationary scene. And I just don't get it. So it makes no um, sense. I'd love to hear people's, and I know, I know I'm going to get reamed hard for this because I know people swear by back button focusing my thoughts on it. Like where, where has this all come from? And again, I say this almost every episode now, get the hell off YouTube and stop watching YouTube clips on photography Mm-hmm. because this is where I think it's come from. I think someone on YouTube has done a workshop or someone famous like Photo Tripper or Thomas Heaton or someone like that has done yep. it. And everyone's like, wow, that's the way you must shoot. And yep. it does my head in. So no, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm just on a website, photographylife.com, just a random Google search that I did. And it just says, simply put, back button focus is a technique that takes the autofocus function away from the shutter release button and reassigns it to another button on the back of the camera. Although the name only suggests a button on the back of the camera, it can be any physical button provided it can be set up for engaging autofocus. Most advanced digital cameras on the market today have a dedicated AF on button that is specifically designed for back button focusing. Uh, And they put a picture up, which I'll put up on the screen or I probably already have. And then it says, when you pick up a camera and half to press the shutter release button, the focus system engages and tries to attain focus on your subject. So I'm sure we're all across that, which is the way most cameras are set up by default. With a bit more pressure applied to the shutter, you release the shutter. The shutter trips and an image is captured. This process occurs regardless of the autofocus mode set up on the camera. So I think what they're talking about there is, uh, as you're alluding to, sports, definitely, because... Um, you might want to use back button autofocus. Um, so when you're on CAF, continuous autofocus mode, and then just you're shooting, bang, 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 bang. But again, the half press does that too. So yeah, I'm a yeah, bit lost as to why it's important. Yeah, I, I and like I said, on at the Bright Festival of Photography, there was 90% of people using back button focus as well. And yep. I don't get it. And, and, and the other thing that blew my mind, like oh, completely exploded my brain the other day, was people on tripods using back button focusing. Yeah, well, that makes no sense. I'm like, why are you doing it on back button focusing? Well, because I can focus, lock my focus wherever I want and then press the shutter. I'm like, But if you're on a, on, on the, a tripod, you can use your little doggle. You can put your focus point wherever you want to do on your hyperfocal right. distance yep. and just press the button. And like, leave it there. Why do, we, why, do, <laughs> why do we have to introduce another bloody button? Yeah, it's interesting. Do, and, and the thing is, I've tried it. I like, and the people to, to their credit on this workshop, the sense of humor was, was amongst everyone was great. It was like, just try it out, try it out. And I tried it out for like an hour. And people were like, so are you convinced? I'm like, no, I'm not convinced. It's shit. Stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, and the same thing, exactly what you said. I had my camera up to my hand and my, my head put my thumb where it usually yep. sits comfortably in front yep. of my eye to press the button. And then move it just so I can yep. not do this. Like yep. that's all it is, folks. You're doing that, 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 yep. that. It's like the tiniest of movement with your finger. Um, and I understand yep. if you know, like you said, if you're tracking Formula One cars, you might be pressing that. You're pressing that, bang, bang, bang. But again, I'd still be using the the normal shutter release. And people have said to me, we did some shots down up the coast from here of some birds. And yep. We had some seagulls and some little uh, blue wrens and stuff flying around. And I put the Olympus on the AI bird shooting continuous autofocus with tracking yep. and all i did the bird took off i half held the normal normal button that people that aren't using back button focus should use and just locked it on the bird and it just followed the bird and i just shot bang 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 bang. yep i don't, I, don't I, I just don't get it and 
if I if this was a not a PG show, I'd be shooting, I'd be using some other words, I reckon, because mm. it, it really does frustrate me a bit. Yeah. Where you you pick up someone's camera and it doesn't fire because they've got back button focusing. And the thing yeah. it the thing it blows my mind even more than the last thing it blew my mind. I'm getting on a real rant here because it does my head in. Um, they'll put back button focus on, but they won't know what other what what metering system they're using or what autofocus system they're on or where yeah. their focus point is or whatever. Yeah, because they were told that back button focus is the way forward, but they haven't bothered to think about the other aspects that they need. Yeah. What one really important thing I think uh, about back back button autofocus is. So there's this thing that I don't possess and it's called dexterity and where <laughs> where I've got to now push two buttons like yeah. I've got to do this and this while I'm trying to hold this thing you know and it's it, it just it just seems counterintuitive it do, it does and maybe maybe we're just bloody old I don't know but <laughs> I oh, just don't true. I just and like I said before like if you're shooting this is obviously a landscape show and and I teach landscape you teach landscape we shoot landscape yep. so if you're shooting landscape majority of the time at least 90 percent of the time you're on a tripod yeah so you're set up on your tripod the new cameras these days you can move your focal point around wherever you want to be and most of the time if you're doing like a scene behind us your focal point will be somewhere around about here sort of on the the rocks about a third of the way in for your hyper focal distance yep and that's it there's there's no <laughs> other there's no other reason to press any other button yeah apart from doing that so cool. if this is becoming too hard for us and this and that is easier. What the hell is going on? Back button autofocus is an is the answer to a question that should never have been asked. No. Yep. Can you can uh, you can you bleep my next sentence? Sure. Back button focus can get. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. Yeah. Um, and our friends over at uh, Photography Life are really pushing the boat out here on uh, back button autofocus uh, because. So there's a photo of a grizzly bear in the snow at Yellowstone. And they actually said, now, because it was really cold, I couldn't tell with my index finger how far if oh. I'd half pressed. So I use, so I, with my thumb, I can, I know I just have to press the button, not halfway. I just have to press it. Have you ever tried to, with big snow gloves on, get onto your menu button on the back of your camera or the little directional dial or any, no. any, any other button, but the shutter button, the no. shutter button is twice the size of every other button on your camera. For a reason. Photography for life. You can also. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, one bleep per episode now. One bleep, because that's all you know how to do, isn't it? <laughs> um, so extrapolating sure. out a little bit from that, and and this has just led me down a bit of a path of, um, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this will become a bit of learning for some people. Uh, a lot of modern day SLRs, uh, digital SLRs, mirrorless, all these cameras, will allow you to program just about every button. I know um, your favorite system, uh, the artist formerly known as, uh, you can definitely do that. You can reprogram pretty much every button. Yeah. Now that can be really handy when you don't want to delve into menus. For example, something as simple as changing ISO. You can actually program a button to that's you know close. You could use the back button autofocus button if you want, and that can become your ISO shifter, or you can um, program it to be your white balance shifter. Um, so you can really set your own camera up. I think this is a slightly more advanced um, technique, and that yeah. is particularly if you find yourself in the field and you're going into the same menu all the time on your camera. So your technique, the way you take photos um, means you have to change certain things in the menu quite often, exposure yeah. bracketing, all that sort of stuff. You can actually reprogram some of the buttons on your camera to work at your advantage and they become shortcuts like keyboard 
shortcuts do. So um, yeah. that is one good thing about back, back button autofocus is it teaches you how to program the buttons on your camera. Yeah. And the other good thing about programming your buttons on your camera, you can just program that AF on button to be not back button focus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can turn the bloody thing off. Yeah, but what, what happens then, though, when you're shooting your panos and you need that autofocus lock button on the back? Huh? What happens then? Well, if anyone is worth their salt when you're taking a pano, first you do it mostly portrait, start from the brighter side, lock in the exposure and the focus Correct. and just go bang, 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 bang. Just don't take your finger all the way off. Just leave it half right. compressed. Which, Or better yet, shoot in manual. Or shoot in manual or anything. Look, even pick up a cannon for all I care. Just stop using back button focusing landscapes. <laughs> that was my yes, idea. Uh, our friends of photography life then go on to explain. And I'd say that this article was brought to you by Canon because they talk all about all the Canon SLRs. Well, I, uh, I hello found, to all our Canon users out there. We I love just, you. I, all three of them. I just found your article. I yep. put a, I think we'll put a link to it. Just, we just, just in case you haven't got the memo, yep. which Brendan and I are not a fan of back button focus and think it's a bit of a wank. Well, I do. That's the word I'm using. But if you want to be like that and if you want to use back button focusing we won't judge you to your face we'll certainly yep. say things behind the scene but uh, feel free to read the article as to why you know people do think it's important to use back it's actually button quite focusing. it's actually quite a well-written article so there's and got, some there's some good advice further on because i've just scrolled further yes. and they actually so they start with canon so yes. this, this this will be a little reflection on the market that photography life thinks you know so they start with canon what, what do you reckon's next sony Nikon, Nikon, Sony, then Sony, then Fuji, then, hang on, Fuji next. Yes, well done. Yeah, Panasonic. <laughs> Jeez, Olympus is right down the thing. It's not even on there. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> they've just that's it. We're not linking them to there. That's it. That they've blown it. They've done it. Well, it's funny on on the trip. I had one gentleman, Jeff. G'day, Jeff. I know you watch, and thank you again for coming along. Jeff with, uh, a, G he, or a, Jeff with a G or a J. A G. It's important. We had so many G's on this bloody workshop and a J. Nice. Right. We had a Jill, Glenda, Jillian, Jeff. Really? Yeah, trying to remember all those names every day of the week. Jolly. Jolly. Um, but he had the Olympus Mark III. And it was, once again, it was just great. Like people were getting tripods out of the car. It would be like, the EM1 Mark III. Yes. Did I say yes. Yeah, EM1 Mark III. Yeah. Um, so every day we're getting the bus and everyone's getting their tripods out. And Jeff and I just, pulling our cameras out and everyone's like, oh, no tripods, no need, just bang, bang, forest, bang, bang, sunset, away we go. Um, yep. we, we had a good chuckle, Jeff and I, about the awesomeness of uh, OM Systems, formerly known as. So I wonder if um, Manfrotto and Olympus get along. Probably not. Probably not. Clearly, no. clearly photography life and Olympus don't get on. Well, apparently, maybe Olympus didn't um, give them any money. Well, well, the new OM1 has an AF on button on the back. Mm -hmm. but, but it's defaulted to turn the AF mode on and off and yeah. change, which is what it says on the button, AF on. doesn't say yeah. BBF. And is, it, and is it also AEL, auto exposure lock as well? Uh, there is another one for those as well. Okay, cool. Um, I think so, I think the EM, from memory, the EM1 Mark III has uh, more buttons per square inch than any other camera that I've ever seen. It's got a lot of buttons. I'm, I'm recording on one now, so I can't see yeah. the back of it though, but it has a few. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we've made it known our thoughts. Is that why you look fabulous? Maybe I doubt mm. it. I no, put a hat. I put a hat on because I could not be asked to doing my hair or making myself look just anywhere. Do what near. I do. I'm getting to that point. It's getting a bit, bit thin on top. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I, yeah. 
look, if you use back, back button focus, that that's if that's what works for you, as we always say, if that's what works. And if we're missing so, something, comment below. Tell us why you think it's the best. I, 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 I want to see a comment down there. I want to see a, a pure comment down there that explains to me. I want you listeners to sell me back button focusing yep. as a landscape photographer yep. and tell me what I'm missing out on. I think you can be convinced, but uh, I don't use it. So I don't know why. Um, all right, cool. We, so that was we, that was an we, interesting topic. Have we pissed enough people off here again? No, I don't think we pissed anyone off. I think that's each their own. But I, I yeah, I, again, make sure you make sure you do that bleep as well. If it, uh, don't don't yes. If if I left a bad swear word in there, <laughs> we'll get thrown off YouTube. Uh, no, we won't. Um, you can say anything on YouTube, can't you? I would like to. Uh, um, where am I going with this? A tip of the week. That's where I'm going with this. This is this is your only segment. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's my jingle? I still have. Where's our website? <laughs> That's that emoji. <laughs> um, tip of the week. So I mentioned. Oh, it's a little segue. I mentioned earlier about the guy that came in with his Sony gear. Mm. Uh, he needed a sensor clean done. Now, I for those of you who don't know what a sensor clean is, if you go out and take photos, particularly landscape, because landscape is quite often shoot, shot at higher aperture values, um, higher aperture values will show up because they focus from front to back. They will show you any marks and dots and dust on your sensor. Now, all cameras, regardless of what people tell you, all cameras are prone to getting dust on the sensor, including your mob camera. <laughs> yeah, I've cleaned plenty of Olympus cameras, don't you worry. Um, and <laughs> what can happen is, particularly when you're changing lenses in the field, uh, or some lenses actually, their zoom mechanism actually acts as a giant vacuum and can actually suck dust inside. Um, looking at you, Canon, your 100 to 400, beautiful lens, but it's a vacuum. Um and basically, the dust gets bonded to the sensor, um, and that needs to be cleaned. Now, you can do it yourself. There's no question you can do it yourself. Uh, it can be a bit fiddly, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, and it's very, very easy to damage your sensor if you do it yourself as well. Um, I do recommend if you are using your gear a lot, get your sensor cleaned at least every 12 months, if not more regularly. Um, it just saves you a lot of mucking around in Photoshop and cloning out dust spots and that sort of stuff, yeah. particularly a shot like this one behind me, those areas of blue sky there, that's where dust will show up really, really easily. So yeah. um, get your sensor cleaned regularly, people. Yeah, I think that's uh, excellent advice. It's like a health check for your camera, isn't it, really? Yes, definitely. Um, and you can, like I said, you can do it yourself, but you'd want to be a little bit more uh, confident in using those uh, sensor brushes and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Every camera gets dust. I must admit, the Olympus cameras are pretty good, but they definitely still do get dust. Yep. Um, the worst camera I've ever had for dust is the most expensive camera I ever bought. Would that and be I, that, uh, that big Fuji thing? No, no. It's the little Leica I had, the little rangefinder. Oh, right. And yeah. I never took the lens off. I never never saw the light of day, the sensor, apart from the yep. photos coming through. But it never, never actually came off. But it was a magnet for dust. I'd be pulling out files. I'm like, I haven't taken the lens off. I haven't been anywhere dusty. There's dust on my my sensor right and it is annoying so for a camera that's super duper expensive no dust reduction sensor vibrations no nothing like that so but yeah it's uh it's good to do it and don't for the love of christ don't open your camera in out, outdoors into the wind or mm. if you're in a dusty sandy spot like between behind us two here just yeah. just do it in the car or change the lenses beforehand or or, or just keep them nice and clean because yeah it can be quite annoying and if you get too much dust, it actually, like you said, it actually embeds on the actual sensor, and then you're 
you're in for a bit of trouble then. Yeah. So if you want to know if you've got dust on your sensor, here's a really simple way to do it. Turn your mode dial to aperture priority. Crank shoot your back aperture button to, focus. If you want, shoot your, uh, crank your aperture out to F22. Um, find yourself a white wall and take a photo of it. And yep. you'll have you'll have a you know a shutter speed of like one and a half two seconds, but when yep. you look at that photo, it'll show up the dust on your sensor. And I reckon every sensor in the world has dust on it. Yeah, they probably come out. <laughs> they probably come out of the factory with dust on it. Oh, they do. No, I've I've mm. I can vouch for that. I've uh, I opened a uh, Canon five D Mark IV and first shot straight out of the box, dust on the sensor. So it had to be cleaned immediately. Um, for those of you wondering, uh, camera and photo, my business, we charge $49 for a sensor clean, but that also includes, uh, we do things like refresh your batteries. We also look at the firmware as well. Um, and if you need a firmware update, we chuck that in for you as well. Firmware updates are a pain in the bum and we can do them for you if you want us to. That's a pretty good service, 49 bucks. That's pretty 49 good. 49 bucks for every 12 months. That's not too bad, is it? That's yeah. Work out do you to, like... You just reschedule people in, like you know, like the dentist when you go there and they look. We'll just book you in for next year, same time. <laughs> no, we'll but I should. A, you, we'll send you a reminder two weeks prior to it. Yeah, and it's funny how many people ignore it, and then mm. oh, why do my photos look like they're all dirty? Yeah, uh, that's the tip of the week done for this week. Let's move swiftly to episode fifty-six, dear Cam. Oh, we got one. We have. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay. Uh Hang on a second. Just got to get it in my... There we go. Quick, quickly, hey guys. Quickly, quickly type it up. <laughs> it, says, it says, dear Cam, but it says, hey, guys. Thank you. Love the show. Was wanting to know your thoughts on home photo printers. I am looking to start printing some of my landscapes, not to sell, but to get framed and hang at home. Oh, to get framed and hang at home. Uh, and maybe give us a gift. Are there any brands you would recommend? This is Louise from Shenton Park in WA. Shenton Park, great part of the world. Sounds like a race course. It's right next to Subiaco in Perth. It's a race course right next to Subiaco, isn't it? The dog uh, park. I don't know. Remember the the cricket at the Wacker and they used to pan over and watch the races? Oh no, that's not there. No, that's um no. that's got another name. I can't remember what that's called. But uh, uh, uh yeah, home printers cam. Oh, I uh, know you've been through this experience not that long ago. I've got one just uh, here. You have a uh what's yours, an A three, A two printer? It's an A two Epson P six hundred or six ninety or something. They they have different names here in the States. Um, so yeah, home printers, um, it's a good question. Um, based on what uh, Louise is asking, I'd be more inclined to, to probably say, if you're not gonna be printing lots and lots of work, you might be better off still going to people like your good self and getting printed there because having a home printer, you probably wanna be making sure that you're printing you know, once a week, a couple of prints off because otherwise the ink can dry up or get blogged up in, in the, in the the inkjets and things like that. So, but if you're looking to get a home printer, um, the only printers I've ever used at home have been Epson printers. Um, they seem to do a really good job. Um, I, I would say it's probably a toss up between Canon and Epson uh, in regards to photo printers. Um, depending on how big you want to frame your shots up, or if you want at least the flexibility to frame a bigger shot up or do bigger. This one, like I said, does A2. There's other ones that do sort of A3 and A4. Uh, and you can buy the photo paper to suit whatever size you want to print. So my, my push would be Epson, not a sponsored post, but purely just on the uh, experience I've had with them. Um, this one's been really good. It's done lots of prints so far and never had any issues with inks running or blotching up or blocking. And um, I, probably sh I probably print once every 
10 days maybe and pop a few prints through. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously the next question on top of that would be what paper to use. Uh, for those that are interested, I use Canson paper, Canson rag, photo, what is it, photographic? Mm -hmm. I think it's called photographic rag, and I use a 330 gram and a 220 gram paper. Um, but I would say, yeah, landscapes and that paper combination, Epson and Canson paper is pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go back to what you said earlier, and that is if you are only looking to do you know, a dozen prints a year or something like that, do not buy a home printer. Yeah. Um, you'll get incredibly frustrated with it. As you say, um, the head drying out and it clogging. Printers work best when they are printing. Um, yeah. Now take this from someone who's been in the game for 10 years. Uh, my printers always uh, play up when they're coming off a spell. So when I've had, you know, closed over Christmas for a few days or, you know, we, we've shut for a few days, uh, when we fire everything back up, that's when problems happen. Mm. Uh, but when they're being used daily on the regular, like mine are, um, yeah, they print beautifully. So um, so that's one. And the other thing, it was the paper that you touched on. Photographic printing paper ain't cheap. Um, no. Unless you're buying it like I am in bulk and big rolls and that sort of stuff, um, you'll probably find that it actually works out cheaper to, to engage your local photo lab to, to do it for you. Yeah. Um, and I know, Louise, where you are, you've got loads of options uh, around Perth. There's plenty of plenty of people that will print your photos for you. Um, and and for the love of God, avoid the big chain stores because Don't, you want to go yeah, there. Uh, hardly normal. Don't go to yes. Hardly Normal no. or Kmart or Big W. No. No, I love these people that go to all the trouble to take these great photos and then go and print them at Harvey Norman for 11 cents. Yeah, yep. that, and, that, that's and, a good and, idea. And the teenager printing them is on 12 cents an hour. Yeah, and yeah. They'll, they'll push print and then go and sell an air conditioner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway, we've got off topic. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you if you are looking to, for example, set up a market stall or you're mm. looking to maybe sell your photos through the local coffee shops and that sort of stuff, by all means, look at getting yourself a home printer. Mm. Um, Cam's right. I think Epson... Well, I think Cam's right. I think Epson is the way forward. Um, they've always they've always produced fantastic uh, print quality, as far as I'm concerned, and generally pretty easy on the maintenance and easy to easy yeah. to tinker with. Um, their interface is really intuitive. So yeah. uh, if it were me, I'd go down the path of Epson, but maybe even start with a, an A4 small Epson. Don't maybe invest too much money. Yeah, um, you can pick up a pretty good A4 Epson inkjet printer for probably around five to six hundred bucks to get you started. Um, and see what you think. Um, yeah. Play with a few different A4 papers. Most of the A4 papers, as Cam said, through Canson, you can get uh, bigger rolls and then get exactly the same finish. Uh, Hanna Mueller is another fantastic uh, producer of papers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, our good friends at Ilford. Who, I was going to say Ilford is, are good as well. Yeah, Ilford is what we use uh, <laughs> most. Uh, we've got a uh, the Ilford textured cotton rag is very, yes. very popular and it yeah. looks fantastic, very super matte finish. So, Louise, um, don't know if we gave you much advice there, but I think, uh, again, look at your output. If you're looking to yeah. do a fair bit, then it's going to be justifiable. But if you're not, uh, you'll get frustrated with it. People yeah. talk about the price of um, petrol, and the, the people are going nuts about how expensive petrol is. Well, folks, if you could fill up your tank with printer ink, mm, uh, it would cost you the mortgage on your house to do so. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah ink. I was going to say, ink is something else that you probably need to consider is 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 a bit of an investment. Um, yeah. Depending on the size and how many ink cartridges you need, you can be up to five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars to fill a printer up 
to get yes yeah. get your print. I think out, so. I think we've had this conversation before, but as far mm. as I'm aware, there is only one uh, one uh, fluid that is more expensive than printer ink, and that's oil. Uh, no, it's no, I won't I won't say it on here. It's it's a bit crass, but it's well. It, no, I'll tell you. No, no, it's it's, it's um, uh, racehorse semen. All right. <laughs> right yeah uh, this well, was this, this has been a great one for first timers to tune into i tell oh, you i'll tell you what if they're first timers they're not going to be second timers i tell no, you right no, no, it's all right i was it's also gonna, i was also going to say about you know going to places like harvey norman and things like that as far as i'm concerned in regards to printing harvey norman are the back button focusing of printers <laughs> do not don't go to them go somewhere else and get something this, this might become a catch cry for camera they're the bbf <laughs> Grab a a piece of paper and sketch your own picture before you go printing it to Harvey Norman. Anyway, get a better result. We'll wait for the letters from Harvey Norman to come through. If you have a dear cam question, by all means, send it into us. Uh, Leave a link below or you can email it to us. You can send up smoke signals or you can go to our fantastic website sometime in the future and (laughs) post it there. (laughs) Just don't forget Um, to subscribe to the YouTube or the podcast. the, The YouTube Hey, we've entered the Australian Podcast Awards. I don't know if we've told people that. Can't uh, believe we, we haven't won yet. I know. We got an, even an email saying, you guys interested in entering the Australian Podcast? And once the laughter subsided, we thought, oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, okay, let's do that. So we spent yeah. at least two seconds getting that all together and entering that. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I think, mate, it, I will fall off this very chair if it goes any further. <laughs> if it goes, <laughs> I'd be surprised if it even gets a mention. But apparently, <laughs> apparently they, they announced the winners, I think they said November 4 or the finalists. Oh, okay. God, can you imagine? That'd be great. That'd be I, I, I can smell a junket. Um, yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Cam, uh, you've you've mentioned you've got a week off and then you're off to the southwest of Tas Vegas. Uh, Tas Vegas. I am in a little plane. For three days, well, not for all three days, we fly down from Hobart to Malaluka, which is deep in the southwest of Tassie. You can't get there any other way apart from boat or plane or a pretty long walk. Uh, so we've got three days there, two nights, three days. We stay in these beautiful little glamping tents in this sort of tea tree forest. We have this big uh, mess hall, mess tent, where they, they cook us amazing meals and wine and dine us. Uh, but we have access to a little boat. We have a, a, a boat driver. Driver, boat driver, boat pilot. What's pilot. a boat driver? Pilot? Yeah, a sailor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A captain. The captain. We've got someone who knows how to turn the boat on, yeah. and they take yeah. us out to this beautiful harbour and out to the Break Sea Islands and lots of animals, wildlife, beautiful scenes. Um, Bathurst Harbour is really nice. So that's not until next week, next weekend, and then after that, I've got a little bit of a break, and then I'm on my last trip, which is the Franklin River with our good mate Tom and a few other awesome listeners. Uh, there's Brilliant. actually a few listeners coming. Um, we might even record some sounds down the river that we can put into a podcast well, when we come back. Last year, we we put that exciting footage at the end of the podcast. To, we did, uh, yeah, which we... was very highly rated. People were quite concerned for yeah. your welfare. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still worried about my welfare. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. How's um, your insurance what, policy looking? Uh, just updated, actually. Um, Atta boy. Atta boy. Um, how's your next week looking? Uh, good. We've got. Um, I've just announced a few more dates for some workshops that I'm doing down Ooh, here at Trader Shop. So yeah. the entry level and intermediate workshops are out for November. Nice. Um, the entry level one's pretty much already sold out, which it generally does because I sort of only do them every couple of months. So, um, so that's all happening. Uh, we are definitely, as I mentioned last week, now on the downhill run to Christmas. So. 
we're talking getting stock in and all that sort of stuff. It's just loads of fun, Cam. Oh, I yeah. love Christmas. It's one thing I don't miss is working retail <laughs> Christmas or no, any it's... hospitality or retail. I do not. It miss. gets pretty full on, but it is our time to shine. Uh, yes, I, I think yeah. I've mentioned this before. Like in December, we will do four to five times a usual month in one month. So it gets pretty full on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it at the same time, similar to your Franklin trip, a little bit daunted by it all, but mm. we'll get through there. We've I've got through nine so far in my own business. So this will be Christmas number 10 for us. Um, did you give Rachel a pay rise yet from last episode? Remember yes. Yeah. Yes. She doesn't listen. So yeah, really? definitely. Yeah. No. no wonder we don't have enough subscribers. You know, your own staff aren't even listening. <laughs> True. Maybe I should. Yeah, need to pay them off to come and subscribe. Do you promote it in the store? Do you have like little cards up or? It's on my website, and um, I have mentioned it a few times. Oh, speaking of, um, did you answer the mail? Who? Yeah. No. No. That's another thing. Uh, Email. No. I um. There's an email waiting for a response from you. Oh, and I'm really sorry. I can't remember the guy's name, but we. I had a visit. Visitor. A guy came in just out of the blue and walked in and said, oh, hi, I've listened to your podcast and I'm from Melbourne. I thought I'd pop down and say hi. Knocked me from down Melbourne. with a feather. That was last yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Right. Just rocked on in and uh, I think your show is great. And and then he asked me a few spots where he could go along the ballerine to take photos. And uh, yeah, it was very good. I was, I was quite chuffed. Right. Sorry, so, you're, you're probably you're... listening and I can't remember your name. Oh, Jeff, that's so it, bad. Is it Jeff, John, Phil? Peter, no, it's that. Paul. It's that era. It's that. That. It's like a Keith, Keith Trevor. What's a Brand name? Is it? I actually think it's Keith. Keith. I don't know. Sorry, mate. But anyway, um, drop me a comment and tell me off for not remembering your name, and I'll give you a shout out next week. I promise. Give him some free prints. Sure. <laughs> uh, you are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> you I, I, have I, been listening to episode fifty-six of the Down South Photo Show. Or, Can or you enjoy watching your it, week? Or watching it? There might have been watching it, watching it, working out in a gym to it. Whatever you want, whatever your thing is. That'd be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? Jogging along, listen to us. Uh, yes, it would. No, don't do it while you're running. Don't run and listen. Uh, that's it. We will see you next week for episode number fifty-seven. Wow, we're getting up there, Cam. Trigger, we'll get to 100? Surely. Yep. That should be our aim. 100, then we'll just piss yeah. off and give up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was like, you know, you used to play backyard cricket. When you got to 100, get out. You're, yeah, you're retiring. Yeah, 100. And you're cooked. And how good was it when you brought the 100 up with a six out over the fence? Just tee yeah. off over cow corner. I'm out. And, you, and your brother <laughs> had to go get it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. See you later. I'm out. I'll get it later. All right, and folks. Then, we'll yeah. see you next for next week's episode of the Down South Photo Show. Bye for now. As per usual, I've got nothing at the end apart from see you later. Okay, bye.